1: Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig, and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello, big smile on his face right now, Paul Doolan. <laughs>
0: yeah, and Dave Watson. I just had to pluck a bloody fly out my juice. Did you? Yeah.
1: Oh mate, literal Metaphor- juice. Yeah, sure. but was that metaphorical? <laughs> Do you, do you do you mean do you mean start divorce proceedings? <laughs> oh, I don't want that to keep drinking. or not The fly's gone, but it's I don't know. I can I can drink the rest, can't
0: yeah, I? It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I think
1: of your yeah, immune it'll system; it will build you up. I sent back a, back a glass of wine last week because it had a fly in it.
0: <laughs> you didn't even take the wine and the fly
1: out, did you? No, I think. Is you can we hear Dave properly? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. we can. I think maybe your reception isn't perfect, Dave. Are you in the bunker again?
0: Yeah. Oh, Jesus Dave. Yeah. Before I keep my flies in the juice.
2: Before we get too into anything, Dave, what do you think of the evening chronicle?
0: Um not much. But yeah. it's, it's like any local paper because Essentially, it's a dying death because all print media is, and specifically with the Evening Chronicle, they've got to sell every week on one, really one football team, on the you know, in, to fill sports pages. But so. you know
2: what gets people reading more, Dave? Stars. That's what attracts real readers. And they've got an article posted eight hours ago See Stars of the Screen Meet Pals at School Reunion in Newcastle. It's a story about Heaton Manor School having and the class of 1996 having a school reunion. And they had some proper stars, including a Biker Grove actress, a BBC continuity announcer, but one of the stars of that year didn't attend. It was our very own Fergus Craig.
0: Oh, what...
2: And they've got in the article. <laughs> Here it is. While Fergus sent a special message of support to his old schoolmates about him not attending, and it's got a Facebook message from him to the Heat and Manor '98 reunion group. We've literally oh. just
1: we've literally just seen this before it came on. Oh my! They've Lord. put my Facebook message on the in the article. <laughs> As a That's special ridiculous. message of support. It's real scraping the barrel, considering, when you consider that Shona and Miobe went to the same school, but it was the year below. Well. Why didn't you go? Um Because, I, because you could say, uh, sadly, I couldn't make it. Or you could say, well, I live a long way away, and I left when I was 13, and I had, haven't really kept in touch properly with anyone, and it probably would have been a really awkward <laughs> evening. <laughs> it probably would have cost about three hundred quid with trench theirs and You'd have hotel. got your picture in the paper, though, and I would have thought, "Why am I here?" <laughs> I mean, it probably could have been a brilliant night, but I was worried that I'd be walking around, going, "Hi, I'm the one with a different accent <laughs> <laughs> that none of you remember." Turns out. How is the central theme, theme of the Evening Chronicle article?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Okay,
1: sorry. Right, we should get on to football. Sorry to the Newcastle uh, listeners. It's been a couple of weeks since we've had a pod. Maybe three yeah, weeks, that, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while because of uh, work commitments, sadly not mine, <laughs> and how uh, I went on holiday. But um, sorry about that uh since uh we last spoke it it's not been it's not been all roses really it's not been a great uh run of
0: things dave well we beat brighton and we beat huddersfield we beat second and third and oh
1: that was since the last pod wasn't it yeah oh yeah uh, Bright- sorry yeah. in that case brighton was brilliant yeah that was a really entertaining uh that was one of the best comeback. games
2: I can remember watching for a
1: good five years. I think. Sorry, yeah, I forgot how long it's been. Yeah, that was a a really entertaining. Uh, I think the last pod we did Britain.
2: was on the evening of the Villa game that we went to watch in the pub around the corner from where the pod is, and that was quite an underwhelming win. But that felt like. It felt like at that stage we were the team who get underwhelming wins and then suddenly Brighton and Huddersfield come along and got the feeling back that we could walk this league. And then Reading and Fulham taking one point from those two games suddenly. That's the problem at the minute. It's either we can walk the league or we're doomed for a lot of fans. There's no sort of seeing the season as a whole. We're still top.
1: So, yeah, Huddersfield was good as well. Um, And then... So yeah our spirits were very up and then uh I was away for both Reading and Fulham. I don't feel like I missed out on a lot. Um neither of those games I don't think any of us got to see properly because of the the, the being in the championship. Mm. Mm. Um uh let's talk about the Reading game. It's our bit.
2: only nil nil of the season is that right? That's
1: something that's a positive about that game. That used to be one of the facts about Newcastle United that we were like, didn't we like once go for like six years or something without a nil <laughs> nil. Like, Probably.
0: It never... was a long time, yeah. But I think um, both the the Huddersfield game and the Reading game. Um, Newcastle got a lot of criticism, and Brighton game, to be fair, got a lot of criticism because um, we surrendered a lot of of possession, and the opposition seemed to have a lot of chances and a lot of shots and stuff, but the stats don't really show um, without further interrogation that actually, yeah, they have plenty of possession and plenty of shots, but... It was all there, there were never like really clear cut chances. You know, there were there were a couple but there, were, there weren't loads. And most of the shots were coming from, you know, comfortably outside the box and not exactly challenging, you know, testing Carl Darlow. So it was it was the kind of performance from a, a champions a champion chasing side that um it's good. It's good when you see like a, a really strong defence and being comfortable with a I mean, bear in mind, I mean, you would have taken seven points from those four games, but you Certainly. probably would have expected, mm. like, maybe nicking a point from Huddersfield or Brighton and, and beating Reading and Fulham, so I'm all right with those four games.
1: You um, always would be, Dave. You always would be, I would have thought. <laughs> um, just before we go on, is are you at home right now, Dave? Do you think maybe yeah. try going to a different part of the room or house just because... Um, I think you might be on one bar right now.
0: Um, how's that? Is that better?
1: Probably.
2: That sounds a bit uh, better. Yeah. Okay, I'll,
1: I'll
0: um, think about it. Thanks. Steve. I
2: think with those games as well. Well, taking the Fulham game out of those, we looked defensively solid, like Dave said, and we were only really conceding from penalties that were pretty dodgy decisions anyway. Which makes the Fulham result all that more surprising to suddenly get torn open quite easily.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, those Brighton and Huddersfield games feel like quite a long time ago now to me
0: because
1: I've got a minor tan since then. But um, <laughs> Huddersfield, you're right, we did get... When, when you're in the Championship and you're not seeing all the games, I think a lot of us are suffering from, like, uh, it, it all being about what's happening on Twitter that week. So it seemed yeah. like the big gripe that week was that Huddersfield fans were complaining that they got a lot more possession. Yeah. But we won so therefore our victory wasn't legitimate. <laughs> but, um, do you rem- Go on.
0: I was just going to say, do you remember um, and I'm you know, loath to give him any credit ever, but do you remember the, the, uh, the game against Swansea under Pardew where Swansea had loads Possession and we trotted out three 0 wins because a three nil win because the only stats that and, you know I love stats but the only stats that really matter are, are the goals and it's fine to give up possession to teams like that. The trouble is that sometimes when you set your stall out to do that, if you concede a wonder goal like we did against Fulham, um, and they're another team who like, like to keep the possession and stuff, if you concede these you've got to change your, your system, change your formation. To try and get back into the game, and at that point, that young Ryan Sessignon and um, Tom Kearney in the centre for, for Fulham, they were able to just pull us apart, and it was, I mean, they totally deserved the win and all the rest of it. I think there was a few bad performances from our lads, but yeah, it was it, we. It was coming. Do you know what I mean? Cause like, so we're, we're on. To, up-
1: we're on to Fulham now. Let's get. Yeah. So, sorry. Okay. So. Um, yeah, because there isn't a great deal to say about Reading. I mean, from what I saw of the highlights, it looked like we had quite a few opportunities. I think both they just teams didn't work the bar
2: out. as well, but it was just a, a bit of a non-event game. Was that
1: the one where Shelby nearly scored an unbelievable volley? Like It was a lovely little thing. Anyway, mm. never mind. So, um, uh, in the uh, the Fulham game it seems that like everyone's in agreement it wasn't a great performance at all. Yeah. Uh, Tom Kearney's goal, former supposed uh, NUFC target Tom Kearney's goal. They've done hmm. the double over us, in fact, yeah. not yeah. we were at the first one, weren't we? Yeah, we were. Yeah. And then uh, that was a superb goal. The second goal, it looked like, uh, it was Paul Dummett who made the the, the mistake, right? Am I right? Yeah. Um, It looked like we are a bit all over the place. And yes, this young lad, Ryan Sessignon, 16 years old. Mm. On Wikipedia, he's a left back, (laughs) Ryan Sessignon. (laughs) That's
2: the danger of Wikipedia, though, isn't it? It
1: seems like on Wikipedia, all these young stars, they all start out as left backs. Maybe everyone gets their first start if they're left footed. Is he left footed? It must be. They will get their first start as a left-back. Is it, it
2: like Lazar for us, where we still don't know if
1: he's a left-winger or a left-back? I don't think we know if he's a footballer yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's happened to Lazar and Hammers? And we'll get on to that in a minute, actually. Um, let's just continue on this uh, Fulham game. Uh, what else is there to say about it? It was, it was a, In general, it was a, a poor performance. Another poor
2: home performance as well, which is a worry. Correct. We're amazing away, but there's we don't seem... It's like when we were in the Premier League against teams we're expected to beat. We don't seem able to control a game very effectively. I'm not sure why that is.
0: I honestly think it's the pressure of playing in front of that crowd. I think the Newcastle home fans... Like the the guys who go to the away days, um, they're obviously still in the crowd, but they don't, they're they not making up the majority. I think it's the same same problem that a lot of Premier League and quote-unquote big clubs are having, where the, a lot of the home fans, they're, they're there to make up the numbers. They're not really contributing. They're not supporting the side. They're, I mean, uh, a mate of mine was saying that he left on 60 Minutes with a couple of his mates because he was so sick of the negativity around him he just he, That's an he you know he was, try- That's he, was, well, he was trying to start <laughs> chanting stuff and he was getting shouted down and he just got
2: there's only he's one to way to in. beat negativity, and that's with he's more to negativity.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it I, agree. It. I, I was, just, I was tired of around. everyone kicking the shit out of this poor little dog, so I murdered it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I totally agree, he shouldn't have walked out. He should have kept going Fair and, 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 and tried to do it. I, I, I'll never do leave leaving the ground early. But for him to say, like, I just got sick of it and I wanted to leave, and he's a guy that goes to a again, so I don't like. I, I don't know. I, I think there's a there's a there's a a sense of entitlement at St James's Park at the minute, and the only thing that's going to change that is uh, a wake-up call, really. Just flags, 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 More flags.
2: Day. Even that's not solved. I think we've spoken about it before. With like under the Ashley regime, a lot of long-term season ticket holders have left and not come back and a lot mm. of tickets get sold on the cheap at the last minute. It's kind of a stag-do destination. But last few yeah. home gays I've been to, you try and sing, and you just, you do get looked at as if you're mental.
1: Yeah, I've had the same experience. It's not... Um, That's because of what you try and not sing, Not at though. football. No, not at football games. I've just had that experience of being <laughs> looked at as if I'm mental. In bus stations. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is true that the atmosphere there seems... It, it seems to be that... Atmosphere wise, we're still living off a reputation from 15, 20 years ago, really. Yeah. But we do seem Absolute. to,
2: like, what's served us quite well this season is starting games well. And that will, like, if a crowd's apathetic, if you play well enough in the first 10 minutes, that will stop that. Like, it's not as though the crowd's reaction is out of the player's control.
1: No. But it sort of goes either way. Well, listen, I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to have a little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk more on the subject of the crowd at St James's and some other little things.
0: Thank you very much. such as Mr. George Decay. star across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk.
1: And welcome back to the Newcastle Nutter so uh, we were just talking about uh, the crowd at St. James's and how that might be affecting the home performances. It is certainly true to say that we're not... Uh, with that, that I think I'm right in saying that that game against Fulham was our fifth home loss mm. of the season. There were a lot of
2: people at the start of the season confidently predicting we wouldn't lose a game all season as
1: well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was... Insane. Yeah. Particularly considering we lost the first game yeah. of the season. <laughs> um, yeah, we've, uh, we've got uh, a few... Uh, we, we put out uh, a couple of tweets to our followers to ask on Twitter if anyone had anyone to ask. So I feel like we might as well go to that because there's been so many games that there's not much point going in-depth and everything. Um, I'm pleased to see we've got some tweets from people who I don't think have tweeted us before, so that's nice to expand our f- listenership, our... Um it's probably the runoff from that Chronicle article. Getting <laughs> that's what's happening, out of yeah, yeah. I mean, the first no, thing was wondering. five hours ago, ago, and you say the Chronicle article came out eight hours ago. It's
2: no coincidence.
1: When we're leaving the recording tonight, do you think I need to make sure that I have a minder with me? Yes. I can see the paparazzi outside the studio now. So, uh, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) they've taken a a screenshot of a message I wrote on Facebook.
2: But well, Um, your message was quite jokey and it looks in that context serious. Your message is like, I'm sure 98% of you don't remember me, but... Uh, something like that but it looks like you mean that seriously and you're sort of going i'm kind of a big deal now but you probably don't remember me
1: i know (laughs) well i didn't mention obviously i didn't mention anything to do with my heavily journeyman mediocre career (laughs) like oh god Uh,
2: it's
0: anyway
1: it's like it looks like it was put out by my press officer (laughs) Actor Fergus Craig, too busy acting to attend school reunion. I mean, of course, the very real worry is, I mean, this is the Newcastle United. It is a podcast about Newcastle United. Anything I now say on this podcast may well appear in the Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So we've got a tweet from uh, Aidan, Aidan Uh Interesting question, I think. He says, Mbemba played as a CDM meaning central defensive midfielder, I assume, at uh, AFCON, the African Cup of Nations. Yes. Well done. Although hasn't had much time under Rafa, correct. Potential uh, option with Hayden out. Thoughts? For me,
2: I'd like to see it tried at least. I don't think Jack Colbert can play well for Newcastle in that position. He has sort of one good game out of ten.
1: I'm, I'm finding him really underwhelming. Yeah. I
2: feel like we really miss Hayden. Colbach will just he takes the safe option pass all the time. There's sort of nothing I think it's all that sort of triangle you have sometimes of Dummett him and then Gufron. There's a reason why we fail so often down the left. It's three very non-attack minded players.
1: I'm a big fan of the idea of putting Problem central defenders, although I never saw Mbemba as a problem until managers didn't seem to fancy him, Mm. of putting problems central defenders with natural physical ability into the defensive midfielder role, just because I just like the idea. That was always, in my head, I've said this on the pod before, that was always the solution to the Titus yeah, problem, in my head. Boom song, wasn't he
2: sort of? pitched as one before
1: Could be. as well in my head yes so yeah that is something that I would do but I accept that there are um, people at the mm. club who know more but about think football because than I would do
2: Mbemba yeah. can actually tackle and Colbach just seems to be on the wrong side of players all the time and then his his first tackle is a warning his second one's a yellow card and then
1: he's just the rest of the he's game like, he's on
0: a tight roll. yeah
1: what do you reckon Dave would it, no. Is it worth a shot? No.
0: No. no you, he's like, Mbemba's trained the majority of his career to be a central defender. Colback's trained training the majority of his career to be a central midfielder. And yes, Mbemba's um, not getting his chance at the half. And yes, Jack Colback's not great at central midfielder. But honestly, when it's like when you when you see someone like Vernon Anita at right back, he can do a job. But I'd always rather have an out and out right back at. In that position, and Jack Colback's played at left uh, left back ahead of Dummett on occasion, but I'd always rather have a, a, an out and out left back because it's not just. Well,
1: John can Paul Dummett the, isn't an out and out left back, really. I think he is he? now. I think you've got to look it's at it's
0: him now cool. and say that he's played his career there now. Um, so he's learned that he's been pushed from centre half mm-hmm. into it and he's he's done the job. Whereas to stick, I know Mbemba's done it at the AFCON, but you, you do. You do have to remember that the African Cup of Nations. There are there are some great players who come from the African nations, but as as international teams, they're not much cop. And coming up against, you know, coming up against Rotherham, yeah, fine, stick in the center of the park, but up against someone like Fulham, even even teams like Forest, I wouldn't I wouldn't put um, I wouldn't put him there. Okay, Just square. Square six
1: front holes. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I'm tempted by it, but mm. I yield to Rafa Benitez. Is, is I would say that arguably greater knowledge of football tactics than me. <laughs> that is
2: arguable. though. you've done well on Football Manager. Yeah, but I, I don't know if Colbeck is a natural defensive midfielder either.
1: Whenever well, he's, he's not, a, but is he's he even really mid, playing really? as a defensive midfielder? He's just sort uh, of playing. I don't understand what he's playing as. He's just yeah. heavily. Functional, although he's not actually functioning. He's just, yeah. just, just sort of making up the numbers. He's I'd like rather a- see
2: Diame playing in that position than Callback.
0: Yeah, even though Diame isn't as, you know, you wouldn't expect him to be as strong in the tackle as Colback or as I don't know, as defensively minded as Callback. But I think with, with Callback, it's an absence of attacking mindedness, yeah. rather than. You know, he's not he's not David Batty, he's not Ngolo Kante, he's not McAleigh. He's just, he's not good enough to be an attacking midfielder. I think I'm
1: as the next Ngolo Kante. <laughs> That's what I reckon. Um,
0: I think d- Ngolo Kante's shadow has a better chance of being the next Ngolo Kante than uh, Diame.
1: Diame yeah. seems to have got a lot of shit for uh, the Fulham game. Um, so who knows? He seems like to be a. I mean, that would not have occurred to me at all to um, put him into central midfield to replace Jack Colback. But maybe, but he seems to be a, a very inconsistent player. Yeah, you know I me? Mean?
0: He's um, very much a Moussa Sissoko in that he's got a good engine and he can run around a lot. And when he when he does run burst through, it looks really impressive. If I think his application's better than Moussa Sissoko, so if, he, if you do stick him in the middle and just tell him, look today you are going to run your little bollocks off and you're going to harry people and harass them you're going to try and tackle them we're not expecting you to you know and say your way through 90 minutes but just bother people for 90 minutes i think it's a decent show by Paul I really do and kudos to you Mr Doolan.
1: well done Thanks, paul Dave. well done paul you've just saved asses <laughs> 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 so um uh, we've got a uh an extensive tweet from uh, Chris at Sugar Wookiee, uh regular listener. Uh, he's, he makes, he's got, he's put, he, he's used the notes app on his iPhone and put a few thoughts. Very much appreciated. He says, uh, I don't know if we can address them all. He says, um, reasons for poor home form. Well, I guess we've sort of talked about that. I do think there is something to do with, um, the, the pressure at home would, it, it would not, it doesn't seem to be an advantage anymore. Mm. <clears throat> um, uh, he, he, like he says, pressure from the home crowd, question mark. Having said that I was at the Villa match, which was only my second ever match to attend. Born and bred in Canberra. Uh, He's a fan with Geordie Dad and all four grandparents. So congratulations for uh, making it to a game. And the atmosphere was very disappointing, especially after the build-up with scarves and new flags being... uh, Began the night. Well, flags, flags, big fan of flags. I am, always have been. Crowd was very quiet except Gallagher Corner. So that sort of just backs up what we were talking about. I almost wonder whether the flags thing... Is a hindrance. Makes Don't people go think at the flag. It makes people think, Oh, go we've on. done our job, we've done it. That's like but a lot of people say that about um Anfield. But they all sing you'll never walk alone before it starts and then they're like, Well, we've done our job. Everyone's got mm. their hair on the back of their necks.
2: Anyway. I, I like, I like the flag. I think I like the flags, too. I think we've both funded them as well, Dave. So we're we're yeah. financially and emotionally attached to them. You and George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really nice joke for people who've been following <laughs> uh, American politics. But I point. do think... I'd like to see... I know we've been linked with, I don't know if it'll happen, like a safe standing area. I think that makes a difference at away games just standing for the whole game you don't get it's just too comfortable as a home fan i would most be a,
1: grounds. i think we've made we mentioned this before but i would be um um i would be i would happily back more, i'm far more likely to back a standing zone than i am flags well wow. i mean realistically i'm not going to be setting up a direct debit for it <laughs> but i am fully behind the idea of a a standing yeah. zone. They have it at Celtic, well, and it's well, amazing. Yeah, we've as been
0: well. in, we've been in touch. Well, apparently, we've had talks with representatives from Celtic about the standing area, um, and it's not going to come in any soon. It's not going to be done by next season or anything like that. It'll does, take it, a while to, does it have to be run
1: by, by the FA? And and yeah, it all has and to all be. Oh, no, we're not, I, we're I don't we're even.
0: Not, it might even. It might even have to be. You might even have to talk to UEFA and everybody else. I, I, I honestly don't know. But, um, well, why? Because like thing-
1: Germany. But I suppose we we're not allowed it because we've been naughty. I, I'm not. With- I think there's a mixture of reasons.
2: I mean, obviously there's yeah. Hillsborough, but I don't think that's the main issue anymore. But that seems to stop politicians entertaining the idea of it because they just think it's yeah. too much of a a sort of hospital pass to deal with. But German football, I've been to German games where you stand, you have a beer, and you have a curry sausage in the stand.
1: I don't want to sound naive, naive, but right now, at the big clubs and in Premier League football, the idea of major hooligan trouble seems so yeah. far off. I mean, I went to a Spurs match a month or so ago. I'm sure I talked about it in the pub, but I was sat in front of a whole stand of South Koreans. <laughs> yeah. Would like bought up the whole stand. It's just like tourists. Like the idea that like standing is going to suddenly cause yeah, like go take us back to the eighties. Standing isn't the problem. It's a, it costs like near on a hundred quid to get a ticket to a yeah. game now, and that surely gets rid of a lot of the scum. <laughs> but I think as well, you never
2: see like a mass brawl in a city centre on a Friday night and think if only these guys had been sat down, this could have all been avoided. <laughs> like, it's not the act of standing up that caused it. No, that
0: is true. And you've, and you've also got to bear in mind that uh, in the next couple of seasons, the, there's an uh, initiative from the Premier League to move all of the, to kind of move your way sections in every stadium. To, for them to be pitch side, so instead of um, them being up in level seven, you know, up seventeen flights of stairs, mm. miles away from the action, they'll be right next to the pitch side, and you know fine well that they'll sing and dance and chant and shout and stuff like that, and that hopefully will have will you know that sounds like uh, a elicit good. a response from the other from that sounds everybody like a else. Good idea, yeah. mm. I do think yeah, as well, I, mean, I hadn't
2: thought about that, but we do put the away fans so high up and in the corner that, that might an issue. Like I've been to Palace yeah. games where you're next to the away fans Yeah, and it does create a better atmosphere.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So, uh, a couple more thoughts from uh, from Chris. He says, uh, James knew Cisco was Malaga captain and regular at Atletico. Why would I need to start over him at right back? I have a soft spot for little Verne, but he's not a great defender. I mean, We've got to rattle through these, I'm afraid. Mm. But like uh, that's a a good point. I don't really understand.
2: I think Gamoz has been injured a James. lot, which is sort of why he's not started. Hamez Paul, James, not Gamez. Well, wow. Either way And I think as well, Anita like Anita did well at right back at the start of the season. We shouldn't forget that. And I think Benitez picks Anita. It's not really about his ability as a right back, but it's he consistently follows through Tactical plans from the no manager. mention of
1: Yedlin. I mean, I'm a big well, fan he's of Yedlin at the moment, but right, Yeah, but Yedlin to me is like seems a bit like a car walker, you know, yeah, like a bit of a beast athletically. Um, and one more from Chris. Uh, are you glad Diame has retired from international football to focus on his Newcastle career? I think that's a bit tongue in cheek.
0: Um, I'm, I'm I'm happy with anybody putting Newcastle United ahead of anything else. So yeah, well done, To D- It also it also speaks of his commitment to the the club, despite the fact he's not getting regular games. If he's saying, um, oh, you know, I'm, I'm quitting international football. Essentially, he's saying I'm quitting international football to to concentrate on club football. Or but maybe I, he know, just like
1: doesn't like <laughs> like travelling, <laughs> travelling.
2: Who knows? But I'm quitting international football to concentrate on the Natter. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> doing me too. It.
1: Me too. But like, yeah, fair enough. Um, oh, we really don't have much time. Uh, Joe Joe Matthews, aka at Real Joe Matthews. Um, realistic tr- realistic transfer targets in the summer, uh, if we gain promotion. His top three: Townsend, Ings, if fit. Interesting, and Gray. Yeah. Leicester I would say I'll just give my quick thoughts Townsend maybe Townsend the Townsend that we signed yes but I'm not seeing he's having a on Sir Palace at is that? Okay, yeah they enough. seem
2: to have
1: I think he might stay at Palace okay and then uh, the question is about who goes down really isn't it because if Leicester go down then you would have thought DeAndre Gray will be available yeah um Damari Gray. No, no, I was talking about DeAndre Gray. <laughs> have you not seen DeAndre Gray? <laughs> Sorry, that was really <laughs> embarrassing. Sorry. So, That's all right. if they go down, then uh,
2: it'll be available. But I think as well, looking at if, say, Fulham don't go up, looking at Kearney for them looks decent. Because so I think we do have quite a Championship squad now. Around. I think that's oh, yeah. definitely the plan. I I would say probably like three guaranteed starters for us if we got promoted. Yeah.
1: And even then that's tricky, but Speaking of championship squad, I realize we haven't mentioned it. I know it was a terrible f- performance on Saturday against Fulham, but Daryl Murphy's goal, yes, and he's a real yeah. championship player. Yeah. But Yeah. That's just tremendous. He's going to be one of those players who'll who come out really well out of this season. Yeah. For us. Mm.
0: Yeah, um, I, I mean, think any team. team Dave, sorry, Dave. gonna say it's thirty-three. I think he's thirty-three now. Um, if not, then it's very soon. He's uh, thirty-three now, and any team that goes down, or any team that really wants to make a push for it, so like an Aston Villa or um, Sunderland if they come down, although they probably won't go back for him, He's he's there before. Um, Middlesbrough, anybody like that, anybody going for the title will probably be able to pick him up for. Not very much, because we got them for three. I'd be surprised if we sold them for any more than like 800 grand, maybe a million, but not, you know, I wouldn't be, I'd be surprised if it was any more than that. And Mm. they're getting, they're not getting like a a 20 goal a season striker, but getting somebody like we've used them, somebody off the bench, you know, he's going to do a job, you know, he's reliable and you know that he's a good pro.
1: Yeah, I I like him. He reminds me in a weird way, a bit of Mark Viduca. Yeah, but a more professional version. Like
2: he yeah. seems to be yeah. one of the few sort of adults who's able Ricky to Ricky Lambert? To ask. Yeah, Ricky Lambert. Grant Holt, Grant, yeah, that Cole sort Beck. of talk. Let's just
0: name old strikers. Ooh. Peter Crouch. Yeah.
2: So um I would add to the signings list, yeah, although it's probably very unrealistic, but I would love to see Michael Carrick come back to Newcastle
1: for okay. like his last season or two. That would be amazing. But I've never heard any Go on. I was Sorry. going to say I've never heard from Michael Carrick any sort of like allegiance to Newcastle, but maybe it's been there. I think there is. Go on, Paul. Dave. Sorry, Dave. Yeah,
0: uh, Joe Hart. He's going to be available oh. in the okay. summer. Hmm. And I think someone like Rafa Benitez could convince someone like Joe Hart to join Newcastle United. And not only is he a really good keeper who's I mean he's not having a great time at the minute, but he's a very, very good keeper. Um it's also a statement of intent. If you sign Joe Harper, you know, less than ten million, which I think we can get them for, um you're you're essentially saying that's the that's the calibre of player we're after. And it opens the door for you to try and sign someone like Tom Kenny, who might look at the, the championship squad that's sewn up and say well, they're
1: all right, but we'll be right back down. If
0: I hang on, I might get a move to Southampton or something like that. Okay. Well, if that, we go and sign Joe
1: Hart, boom. I mean, I don't have time to go into it, but I think Joe Hart is massively overrated. <laughs> yeah, but um, and we do have more keepers than midfielders from
2: the yeah. look of it. When yeah. you
1: look at the that, list. that brings into Theo Penn tweeted us. He said, "Our uh, recent defensive cockups are fault of of Darlows or our defenders. If Darlows, is there a case?" To start, Elliot, I'm afraid we don't really have time to answer that question. I'd say yes, in one word. Go on, yeah, one word, Dave. No. No, okay. I will say yes, because I think Elliot was amazing last season. Now, Um, this Saturday, myself and Paul, we actually have the tickets, physically. We have the tickets. We are going to watch newcastle away at birmingham city thanks to a mysterious uh, benefactor a, a, a natter follower who's helped us out I and mean, we really appreciate it so we are so excited fergus had to do some disgusting things to get those tickets. <laughs> i did and if i'm honest i enjoyed it <laughs> very quickly dave do you have a prediction
0: yeah, we'll win this from a whole way from home than we are at home and they've lost eight already at St
1: Andrews. What's your score? 3-1.
0: Uh, 3-1, three, one.
1: Three, one.
2: I was going to go for that. Paul? Mm, I'm going to go 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one.
1: I'm going to go 3-1 as well. No, I'll go 3-0. Ooh. 3-0. Nice. Cool. Thank you so much, Dave Watson, for your... Uh, love your time. Thank you, Dave. And thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. My name is Fergus Craig. Find me on the Evening Chronicle (laughs) website. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at whistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?